Welcome to the HitchedMag.com podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com, and I'm joined once again with Dr. Trina Reed. Hi, Trina. Hi, Steve. Uh, this week, we are going to be answering a reader question, and um, the question is, what do you do when your sex drive is low and your spouse's sex drive is high? It's not that I think he's unattractive because he is very sexy. I don't know why I have a low sex drive. I need to increase my drive, but I don't know how. So I think this is probably a pretty common one. What do you think, Trina? It's, it's one of the more common questions that I, I come across in this field. Uh, well, the first question I have then is, uh, can you just define sex drive? Well, I'm glad you asked that, Steve. And, and we've covered this in a few podcasts. And I, you know, when people, this is one of those questions that is frustrating to me because uh, when this woman's talking about sex drive, she could be talking about her sexual desire, her sexual arousal, or her libido, or she might be talking about all three, and I can bet dollars to donuts that she doesn't know the difference between the three. So uh, we've gone through this before, but I'll go sure. through it again really quickly. Okay. Desire are the thoughts that you have in your head, and the number one reason couples stop having sex, especially for women, is they stop desiring sex, mostly because there's not, a, there's not as much satisfaction in the sex for her, so she doesn't desire the sex anymore. Um, arousal are the signs on your body to say that you are aroused, and it generally takes a woman, when she's in a good headspace, 15 minutes to become sufficiently aroused. Most sexual interactions take 10, so most women, 10 minutes, and so most women don't, aren't sufficiently aroused and um, become, like the, so the sex isn't as good as it could be for them and they don't desire sex as much. Can you see that this is becoming a cycle? And libido are the, the hormones that you have in your body, and this is what we call our sex drive, that naturally propel us to want to have sex. So uh, women who are, are, who are ovulating, they uh, have this natural propensity to want to copulate because they want to, you know, um, perpetuate the species. And so we have that drive to have sex at least once uh, a month. And men are predispositioned to want to ejaculate every 24 to 48 hours. Um, and they need to spread their seeds, as the anthropologists say. So th generally, it's always seen that men have a higher sex drive than women, because we've got a once-a-month shot, men every 24 to 48 hours. And that's, that's generally the reason, generally, that men want sex more often than women. However, I find that with busy working couples, oftentimes it's as many men, about half, about 50% of men, want sex uh, less than their partner does. So it's not always the, the case. Yeah. Uh, you know, we get, we got a lot of uh, letters and stuff too. And we get letters from, from both sexes saying the exact same thing. So I think you're absolutely right on that. Yeah. Uh, what, what are some things that uh, can cause a person's libido to be lackluster? There it, there's so many things, Steve, and this is one one of the reasons this is a very loaded question because, you know, when we're talking about the drive to have sex, almost anything can put it off. So um, the first thing we have to know is that uh, sex drive 
our, our libido doesn't happen naturally. We, there's this belief, this pop, pop culture, culture belief that uh, once we meet the one, we fall in love, that we will naturally want to have sex with them all the time. Um, and that just isn't the case. After the first two years of being with this person, uh, you have to work on, uh, you have to be proactive about um, putting sex on the forefront. Most couples let sex cope. So the thing about sex drive is, especially for women, the more times they orgasm, the more they want to have an orgasm. And so women, especially if they have a lower sex drive, have to really be proactive and, and uh, look for to have a good time during sex, look for orgasms, and that's going to propel her to want to have more orgasms. So the thing, um, so when sex drive doesn't magically happen, you have to be proactive and, and you know, initiate sex and, and not just let it, you know, coast. And two, you know, if you have a lot of stress going on in your life, if you have a lot of change, you know, you are not going to have any drive to have sex. So if you have a new baby or a new job or you've relocated or there's somebody's um, sick or has died in your immediate family, there's just too much stress. And of course, you're going to have no drive. Uh, another thing is if you are on medication, there's a lot of antidepressants that um, just completely annihilate your drive to have sex. And so when you before you go on any medication, you just want to make sure that if sex is important to you, to uh, make sure that one of the side effects isn't that it is going to take away your, your sex drive. And uh, a, a big thing that will take sex drive away is power struggles. And this is something that couples don't understand. And, and what happens with power struggles is the person who wants sex less is in control of the sex. Now, we think it's the other way around where the person who's always initiating and asking for sex, they're the ones in control, but the person who uh, wants sex less is in control of the sex. The person who wants sex more mm-hmm. uh, is usually feeling like a victim, and they get into a power struggle. And I, t- I can tell you that there's nothing that's going to dampen a, a, a good, potentially good sexual relationship than a power struggle. Okay. I'm glad you brought up the the medication too. I feel like one of these days we should do an entire podcast on nothing but medication and their effects on people's sex life. <laughs> we'll just go through all the different medications and say what what's gonna what's gonna affect your sex. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much all of them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, um, so what can uh, women in general or this woman in particular do to help her sex drive? Well, we only have about three sentences from this woman, and I would say from the little knowledge that I that we have, um, it's important that she gets in touch with her body. Like I said, it usually takes women about 15 minutes to become aroused. A lot of times women, if they don't feel like having sex, they shut down, consciously or unconsciously, they shut down their body and they derive zero pleasure from the sexual experience, which just manifests and even worse, um, sex feeling towards sex, remember sexual desire. Mm-hmm. So it's getting back in touch with her body and, and allowing the sensual side. So, for example, if she's in the shower and she's soaping up, she can feel the suds uh, going down her body, allow the, you know, just feel the, the sensualness of the shower. And, you know, she doesn't have to be turned on or anything, but it's just, uh, you know, getting that back, you know, the, the, uh, awakening the five senses, so touch, hearing, smell, taste, I know there's one other and I forget what it is, but you get the point, getting back into her body, 
Uh, another thing that this woman needs to understand is what turns her on. I can almost guarantee that the way she's having sex with her partner isn't necessarily doing it for her. And so unconsciously, she's probably not wanting sex as much because, you know, when the sex is over, she's thinking, well, he had fun, but it wasn't as good for me. So she has to figure out what good sex means to her. And usually for women, it has to do with the intimacy part. And that's usually what is missing. So, you know, um, sharing that time with her partner before the sex so they can have a really good moment during sex. Um, she needs to start initiating sex. Generally, women who uh, want sex less never initiate. And that also leads her partner to believe that he isn't as attractive. And, and the thing about her starting to initiate sex is it gives her a, a better sense of control of when, of, when, of how, of where. And, and somehow when she has that better sense of control that the sex is going to be on her terms, it's going to be a little bit more desirable because she is desiring sex. And sometimes when she initiates sex, she she just has to say to her partner, you know what, this is what I want to have happen during the sexual experience, which may or may not be what what they're used to. So something like, we're going to have a bath tonight, and when we crawl, when we get out of the bath, we're going to um, towel each other off, and we're not going to have intercourse. A lot of women who don't initiate sex and who don't have as much desire for sex as their partner, um, they can't say to their partner, here's, here's what I'd like to have on my terms, because they're afraid that, you know, if she says to him, I, I want to have a bath with you, and when we get out of the bath, I don't want to have intercourse, he's going to get upset, and they'd just rather not bring it up. Mm -hmm. so she needs to say, here's what I'd like to have happen, and, um, you know, it may or may not include intercourse. And see, for our audience, too, which are married couples, uh, they should understand that this isn't uh, a sprint, but a marathon. So, you know. Yeah. And and so when you take a look, you know, when she starts initiating sex, it's going to make it easier on him because it's, the Otis isn't always on him to, to initiate sex, and it's going to create a better dynamic. And you're right. Over the long term, it's a lot more healthy for a couple when there's equal initiation, although that probably will never happen with couples because there's always going to be one person in the couple who initiates more. But generally, if it can be equally split, where once, you know, once in a while at least she's going to do something, you know, it, it, it just helps the relationship be better. Mm -hmm. And in this situation with our reader here, uh, what can her husband do to help the situation? Um, I, sometimes, and I don't know what their situation is, but sometimes when men are frustrated because they're not getting as much sex and it turns into a power struggle, there's sometimes too much pressure from him to have sex, and that dynamic has got to stop. Um, something that he can do to make the sex better is proactively plan uh, a night, you know, once a month, of sensuality just for her. And so, you know, when you focus on sensuality, a bath, a massage, a foot rub, you know, something that is going to be intimate, you know, a having a glass of wine, holding hands, whatever it is, something, you know, maybe, maybe for the couple it's playing a game of Scrabble, but what it is is that interfacing, it's just having that one-on-one -on -one time that doesn't necessarily lead to 
intercourse. I think there's a lot of different ways to have sex. Intercourse is one way, and sometimes we get stuck in the rut of every time we have a sexual interaction, we have to have sexual intercourse. And for a lot of women, that's not necessarily the the way they want to have sex. So for him, he can proactively plan at least once a month to do something that brings the intimacy and sensuality into their relationship, which is going to increase her sexual desire. It's going to increase her sexual arousal. And I guarantee once you got her desire and her, her arousal up, she's going to have a lot more sex drive. She's going to be like, you know what? Hey, that was really fun. And I would like to do that again. I have a bigger drive to have sex now because this sex was all about me. And, you know, that's about the best advice I can <laughs> give to a guy. Okay. And, and it'll probably make her want to initiate it more in the future going forward, correct? Absolutely, because she needs a lot of women who want sex less. They don't have the sexual self-confidence to initiate it. And when the sex is sometimes, sometimes about her, um, it's going to give her that sexual self-confidence. Yeah. Okay. That, well, Trina, that's going to do it for us. Um, I hope that was very helpful to our reader out there. Um, so thank you very much for your time, Trina. My pleasure. And uh, for everybody else out there, uh, be sure to visit Trina's website, trinareed.com, and also bestsextipsever.com. And uh, keep an eye out for her book, uh, Till Sex Do Us Part. And uh, of course, you can always find more about Trina on hitchedmag.com. So until next time, everybody. Hitched, entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.